1: All hit radio.
0: Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back to the X-Zone, everyone. Jeffrey Wands is my special guest this hour. We're going to be talking to Jeffrey about Knock and the Door Will Open Six Keys to Mastering the Art of Living. Jeffrey is the author of Another Door Opens and The Psychic in You. He appears frequently on national television, including Extreme Makeover, Home Edition, Today Show, Maury, and AE's Mediums. We See Dead People, in addition to hosting his own weekly radio program, Psychic Sunday, on Long Island's WALK 97.5 FM. Jeffrey is a popular guest on radio programs, a car across the country, including here on the X-Zone, and uh, Jeffrey, always great having you. Tell us a little bit about your new book, Knock and the Door Will Open.
2: I mean, basically, this is a lot more offbeat for me. It's more about having having people or helping people be able to change their life, and I kind of break it down into uh, six keys, and mm-hmm. one of my favorite keys is you know, the soulmate section, because doing radio all the time, I get people that call up, they're like, I met my soulmate, I met my soulmate, and it ends up not being their soulmate, it ends up being their cellmate, of course, so it's a a whole different element, but I kind of like give people some working stuff to work with, to what you are able to connect with your soulmate, and I tell people it doesn't always have to be in a love way, it could be a best friend that's a soulmate, it isn't always, you know, in that capacity, I married my soulmate, I found my soulmate, soulmates can be a best friend, they could be a son, they could be a daughter, so it could be on that level.
0: What are some of the is, is that the most frequent question you get asked uh, during your talk I'll show?
2: constantly. Right now yeah. the big thing is money and am I going to find my husband? Well, or if he's spouse.
0: So what are they yeah. saying how am I going to find the guy who has a lot of money or how am I going to find the money <laughs> then the lot of the guy?
2: Um, usually it's more like, how do I find the guy? And I tell people it's intention. And my belief system is Mm -hmm. what you put out, you receive. So if you put out negative energy, you're going to keep finding patterns in your life where you keep repeating things. And it becomes, you know, very dominant factor. And I tell people, you know, I've had stuff, perfect example of this with the soulmate thing. I had a young lady come to me and her mom never liked anyone she dated, so she finally found somebody. The mother had passed away, and she was like heaven and horn about marrying the guy because she was worried, you know, his mom from the other side gonna love, like him, love him or whatever. And I was very blunt with her. I'm like, look, your mother never liked anybody because of the fact that your mom <laughs> controlled you when she was here, and you're gonna throw your whole marriage away because you're worried. You're worried if your mom likes him or not.
0: Especially so, now that she's passed and gone to the other side. Yeah.
2: Exactly, and those are all things that I've come across with different patterns with people where they have such a hard time releasing this and letting this go and being able to move ahead.
0: Jeffrey, stand by. You and I have to take a two-minute commercial break. Thanks for joining us tonight. ExoNation, Jeffrey Wands, our special guest. His new book, Knock and the Doors Will Open, Six Keys to Mastering the Art of Living. His website is www.jeffreywands.com dot com that's j e f f r e y w a n d s dot com one eight hundred six ten seven zero three five toll free worldwide email exon at exoneradiotv dot com on msn messenger exoneradiotv at hotmail dot com and two websites to remember www dot dot com and www dot dot com We'll be back on the other side of this commercial break in two minutes with Jeffrey Wands, talking about his brand new book, Knock knock on the Door. Let's try this again. Knock and the Door will open. Six keys to mastering the art of living. My name's Rob McConnell. This is The Exxon. Back in two. Don't go away. this product is a real winner. To learn more about 123 TV, visit our website at www.xzbn.net. Hello, I'm Justina Marsh, and with my dad Pete, we are going to present a new show called Too Good To Be True. Together, we are aiming to discover more truths about this world and beyond. Do you have unanswered questions about the world? Do you ever wonder about aliens, conspiracy theories, or the universe? There are many shows discussing subjects such as pyramids or UFOs, but we want to relay this information based on our own research, including from spiritual means. Hopefully, listeners will be helped with their own beliefs and will appreciate the psychic insights that add to the previous research and information. We both look forward to sharing this insight and beginning this journey with our listeners. Visit xzbn.net for more information about when to listen. Jeffrey Wands is our special guest. Knock and the door will be open. Six Keys to Mastering the Art of Living. Living is his new book. His website is www.jeffreywands.com. Jeffrey, what are the six keys to mastering the art of life or living?
2: I mean, I think, you know, I broke it down. I think the first step you got to do is you got to evaluate yourself. That's mm-hmm. the first thing. And what I tell people is I kind of look like Life is a jigsaw puzzle. It's kind of like making energy work for you. And usually when people evaluate themselves, they're following the same negative patterns. They're following the same disappointments. They're carrying things over and over and over and over. And I kind of take the first key as being able to evaluate yourself so that you understand what it is that's holding you up, what's causing you not to let go and what's causing you from really getting to where you're supposed to be. Probably the second one, you know, we talked about relationships, the idea of bringing in your optimum partner, um, that would be the second key. The third key would be making sure your home is your castle. That's one of my favorites. Um, I'm sure if we looked at your desk and my desk, we'd find a pile of papers and books and everything else, and that's not good. And I tell people, it's like you want to make your home a reflection of who you are. Even if you don't have a lot of money and money is an issue, you can make something really be appealing and that creates energy. And that's, you know, the third key. The fourth key is really about learning to bring prosperity into your life. You know, I have people that I get and they say, you know, I don't understand why I never have money and things never go my way. Mm -hmm. And they have this constant negativity. It's like, you know, having a rain cloud over your head and you're just expecting the worst and you're attracting the worst and then the worst becomes an issue. And this is all part of it. So that key is number four, which would bring more prosperity into your life. I think that the fifth key, which a lot of people get away from, and I'm not necessarily endorsing any particular religion, but I tell people we don't have enough spiritual strength, we don't have enough faith with things that things are going to work themselves out, and that would be the fifth key. And then the sixth key is trying to find a a nice, healthy balance in your emotional and your physical life. So to me, those are like the six major keys of living, which are the things that you should be doing and practicing to get your life to where you want it to be.
0: Let's say that you've got someone who is in a relationship, and mm-hmm. they're positive. You know, they go out and they slept. their work five days of the week. They go to church on Sunday. They're spiritual. They keep their house as best as possible based on financial restraints as, that everyone is very well of, aware of yeah. these days. However, the girl or the guy of their dream the person that they believe is their uh, soulmate is negative. He can't do nothing right. She can't do nothing right. Uh, and there's constant negativity on one side. How does this affect the person who we said should, you know, should be positive, to have a positive well, outlook?
2: I think the first thing to do is when you're evaluating yourself, and you're getting to the soulmate part next. Mm-hmm you would look at this and say, hey, you know, what do I see that's a pattern? Well, my dad was real negative, so who did I marry? I married my dad, okay? So my dad was always half empty with the glass, always expecting the worst. Mm -hmm. So it's like once you can evaluate it, then you can maybe point it out and make that person make some changes to turn it around because I tell people it's energy. And if you can constantly, you know, put out this negativity, it's like yin and yang. You're going to get that negativeness back, and usually, I find it to be when I look at the patterns of a person and I'm sitting with somebody, I'll see right away well oh my God, you know your dad was this person, he never took chances, he never did this, yeah, he was a union worker, he was a good guy, but he had opportunities to go in his own business, he was always afraid he was this, he was that, and now look what I created. I created you know the same life with a with a different man and it's that element of being able to change that and that would be my approach which is saying hey how can i help this person get out of their own way and that's where you evaluate it so you could say you know what the first step is is maybe i'll you know look at this and say i'll make a goal right now and say i see myself in this new job this is the most ideal job that i could ever possibly have so here i am i'm working you know in the union but maybe I'll start doing you know the side work and the side work's going to lead me into into my own business and the old business is going to bring me into success so it's just a whole mindset which is just helping people you know not get in their own way
0: you know jeffrey people are very poor at evaluating themselves how do you get a person oh, well, to, how how do you get a person to be totally honest
2: well i think i put a little bit of a work uh, thing in the book, which is just basically saying, you know, if you catch yourself constantly doing the same thing, I think that's where you've got to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you, you sit down and say, well, what I, I, am I happy, you know, doing what I do? For me, personally, I love what I do. I mean, I have my moments where, you know, you want to smack people in the head sure. and say, hey, You know, you didn't hear what I'm saying to you. You know, mom's saying that she's okay, and mom's moved on, and you need to stop feeling guilty about the fact that you, you know, wouldn't let mom go. So, I mean, you know, these are all parts, but you go through your list. It's like you look at what's around you. I tell people you attract what's in your world. So if you're dissatisfied with your world, then that's because you're you're bringing, you know, the wrong people in your life, and that's what you're going to change. So these are all parts of it. So, I mean, the easiest way is to make a list. I have it in the, in, in the book. Sit down and make a basic list and say, you know what? I love my wife. I have great kids. I have great people around me, but I don't necessarily like the friends. And I don't necessarily like the people that I hang out with. So you could change that. It's all a mindset.
0: How does one bring more prosperity into their life?
2: I think, you know, I have always told people to follow a path, which is basically you set goals and you set structure and you set things up and you keep working it until it falls into place. And uh, probably the most famous example of that is that a very, very famous singer and she was like up against the wall. She hit everything humanly possible that would Mm -hmm. stop her from being successful. Well, now 10 platinum records later, you know, she's, super successful all over the map and all over the world. So the point was that she never lost her focus of what her dream was. Granted, you have to be honest when you evaluate yourself and say, you know, if you're on American Idol and you can't sing and you've gotten thrown off American Idol, that should tell you something that, you know, that's not a a viable career.
0: How long do you keep on trying? Like when do you know it's time to get off of that train because the train's going to the wrong station for you?
2: I think what you have to do, which is the first step, is being honest with yourself and saying, "Hey, I put myself two years. Mm-hmm. This is my plan. If it doesn't work out in two years, then I'm going to take something else on." And usually, I find it is if you're honest when you're evaluating and you're honest about your goal, ultimately you do get to a place. You may not be, you know, the next uh, Bill Gates. You may not be the next Donald Trump, but you do get to a place where you're very sustainable and you're very happy in what you're doing.
0: Do you find people at times set their goals way too high?
2: Oh, absolutely. One of the things I talk about in the book is you've got to be realistic with your goal. Set high, but don't. It's like saying, you know, I want a 20 story building. Mm-hmm. You know, don't set it for the, uh, the Chicago Towers. That's not realistic right now. It doesn't mean it won't be realistic down the road, but first accomplish the little parts of the puzzle.
0: Jeffrey Wands is our special guest. We're talking about Jeffrey's new book this hour, Knock and the Door Will Open, Six Keys to Mastering the Art of Living. His website is www.jeffreywands.com. What was the hardest chapter for you to write in your book?
2: Um, I would say probably the um, the emotional one. Which is, you know, being honest, because I'm a, I'm probably one of the worst people when it comes to trying to balance, uh, you know, my, my work and mm-hmm. my emotional health and everything else because I'm such a workaholic. And, you know, I always never say no to people, and maybe that was something that I needed to look at to do. And the book's kind of helped me, you know, take a different approach to make sure that I'm in a more balanced world.
0: So why did you decide to write this book, Jeff?
2: Um, I thought it was something different. It's something that I live by every day, and I thought it would be an interesting element because people always ask me, what is it like to do what you do, mm-hmm. and how do you live your life every day? And this is like something for me to share so that other people could do it and allow themselves to, you know, maybe share in the riches of the way I do things.
0: How important is it for mom and dad to spend time with the family? get oh, back to the a, roots? I yeah. think
2: it's a major thing. I mean, I wasn't as fortunate. I never... Um, you know, knew my dad. I grew up without a father, mm-hmm. but I had a father um, role who played a very big role in my life. So I would say most definitely it helps that they're there. I mean in this day and age, you know there are so many homes that have both parents working. as right. long as you pick the time to be quality time, that's what makes the difference. It doesn't have to be seven days a week, twenty four hours a day. It has to be you picking the right times.
0: Why does spirituality play such a big part in um, you know mastering the art of living?
2: I think because people ask me all the time, you know, what is my reference point? Because I get people who will come from different religions and they're like, ooh, you know, I don't know if I can come to you because you're the devil or, you know, you may be getting the information from the devil. And I tell people, like, the spirituality, we're born spiritual. you don't become spiritual. And it's just learning how to hone it and use it. And I think having the faith is like having the energy. And if you can hone the energy and make the energy work for you, then the sky's the limit.
0: So even in the year 2010, there's still a dogma attached to people who, who do psychic readings and, and want to help people?
2: Every time I do national TV, I do get letters from different parts of the United States where, you know, I'm being attacked because they think this is the devil, what I'm doing.
0: Where does the reference to the devil come in? I, I've, I've yet to see it in any theological book. I, I don't
2: either, but I wasn't, you know, these are usually one-sided letters which are bleep, 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 and, Uh uh, you know, go screw yourself. So, you know, it's, you're the devil, you're going to hell. So, I mean, I've yet to find it either, but I'm not an expert on religion by any means.
0: Do you find more and more people in today's society are looking to psychic phenomenon as a possible connection with a better tomorrow?
2: Oh, without a doubt. I mean, it's changed a lot in the 20-plus years that I've been doing it. It went from being all women to Mm -hmm. 50-50 men from you know, from judges to lawyers to professional people, so it's definitely changed tremendously. I mean, I tell people, especially with someone like myself, you want to go to someone that uh, someone you know has had some sort of personal experience with, and you got to be careful, like anything else, and I had talked about this in my uh, first book. You know, we're real big in New York about the gypsies, and I get people, I can't tell you, maybe four or five people a week that have gone to gypsies, and i've said oh my god this person told me all these things and then told me i was cursed and if they break an egg open in the in the cemetery and my great great grandmother was cursed and that's why you know i've never found a, a good healthy relationship and i laugh because i had this one woman and i was like well maybe you think the problem is is you're attracting married men all the time that's why you're not having good relationships so you know, you think that might be an issue, Rob? <laughs> so,
0: Jeff, stand you by. Know, so. Jeffrey, stand by. You and I have to take a commercial break. Yeah, you've got to love the callers, and you've got to love those people who seek the advice of people like yourself, Jeffrey, who are gifted and who go out of their way to make other people's lives that much better. Jeffrey Wands is our special guest. www.JeffreyWands.com My name is Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon. Don't go away. We'll be back on the other side of the news.
1: For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net.
0: Hi, everyone. Rob McConnell here, and I wanted to spend a moment on internet streaming. Everybody has heard about internet streaming, but not many know much about it. Did you know the internet streams just about everything? Movies. From new releases to old classics this product is a real winner. To learn more about 123 Ready TV, visit our website at www.xzbn.net. Jeffrey Wands is our special guest to this hour. explanation, www.jeffreywands.com. Jeffrey has a new book that has come out entitled Knock and the Door Will Open Six Keys to Mastering the Art of Living. Once again, his website www uh, Jeffrey, before we went to the news break, we were talking about uh, the the gypsy fortune tellers. Now, what do they have that draws people to them in giving them sixty, seventy thousand dollars in cash or or jewelry? And you know, I've even heard of a case in the in the Niagara region where the show used to be done from C, uh, from CKTB, where this lady actually got built of cash cars, furniture, and land.
2: I'm not surprised. You know what? I think they do have some ability, but I think what happens is is that they kind of exploit the vulnerable and they're able to kind of hit on things. Mm-hmm. And I think what happens is usually they kind of stake them out. They smell them out. I had one in New York. I'll never forget this. Lovely little Italian woman. Must have been in her early 60s. Daughter was never married. I remember going doing house parties for her probably 25 years ago and her calling me one day all crying because this woman, you know, she ran into on the street. This woman told her, your daughter will never be happy unless you do this, this, and this, and then $40,000 later, and she basically arranged for the daughter to meet somebody at the subway. You know, like anything that could make herself look good, she did. So it's just amazing. That is- I mean, I think, some, I think some of them really do have ability. I just think that they take it to a whole other level because there are gypsies and thieves.
0: There sure are. You know, what is it with the Gypsy Curse? You know, we, we've heard about it throughout the time. It, 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 they're great actors. Uh, they, they should be on stage, uh, the next one leaving town, most of them, in handcuffs. But that's another show for another t- another time. Why would a person go to a Gypsy? In fact, why do people find themselves going to psychics? Well, I think with us, like, my work is more
2: about closure because Mm -hmm. I get a lot of people that have lost kids or I get a lot of people with suicides and they're having a really, really hard time accepting the fact of why that person picked that time to go. And I think more with the gypsies, it's more where that person is in such a bad state of mind and they're just looking for the answers that they want to hear and they're going to grasp at straws and do just about anything to get to there. And that's why they go in that direction.
0: It, you know, we used to have psychics on. We'd open up the phone lines, and mm-hmm. and you'd get the same questions. You'd get the same callers, and and I know that you and I were talking that you have a six month no callback uh, rule yeah. on your show, and you were saying that people try to disguise their voice, and you know they try these various tricks, and uh, you know obviously you know who they are, and you give them the same rating. People say, am I going to find Mr. or Mrs. Wright?" Well, are you looking for them? Do they know you're available? Uh, you know, what are you doing? It's just like a person that would say, am I going to get that job I applied for, or am I going to get a better job? Well, have you applied for one? They expect you as a psychic to give them the, the magic pill that's going to make their world all better without realizing that they have to do a lot of work in order to make it happen.
2: I agree. They don't want the responsibility. They want to give me the responsibility.
0: So, how do you deal with this? And like, somebody calls you today, and then six months later they call you back they ask you the same question. Do they ever challenge you on why certain things have never happened? And if so, how yes, do you handle and,
2: it? Yes, and I'm able to point out to them and say, "Hey." You know, it's like what you said about the job. If you don't go looking for a job, as good as I am, mm-hmm. how can you possibly expect to find a job? You have to put yourself in that place. You have to make that energy happen for you. I mean, if you're constantly fighting with your coworkers and you're applying for you know, a promotion at your job, how do you expect to get a job if you can't you know, politically be correct and do things in the right way? But that's kind of what I'm able to do with people. I kind of point out where their obstacles mm-hmm. are and how to get rid of their obstacles.
0: In hard economic times like now, mm-hmm. are more and more people coming to you for advice or for assistance in ending these financial woes?
2: I think they're more afraid about taking the wrong choices right now. I'll have people saying, you know, should I buy the house? Mm-hmm. Can I afford the house? I mean, I tell people I'm not a financial planner by any means, and I'm here to try to help you find a direction. I had more people now taking chances about going into businesses and being successful because this is the right time for them to do it. So I I, I think more of it right now is people get panicky in rough times. The end of the world is not coming. I mean, even though everybody thinks 2012, we're not going to be here, I hate to disappoint everybody, we're still going to be here.
0: Yeah, I agree with you 110. percent And I'd like to know why people believe we're not going to be here. Because even the Mayans are saying, "Hey, we never said that. All we said it was the end of the cycle." Like you people taking your calendar off the wall on January the first and putting a new one up.
2: Exactly. Just people like to hear that. I remember with 2000, the year 2000. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I was listening to a particular radio host, and he was telling on how the computers are going to crash, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, the planes are going to fall out of the sky. Did any of that happen? Of course nope. not.
0: No, nope, but a lot of people got suckered into buying a lot of useless stuff that they couldn't use January the 1st.
2: You got it. So it's all part of it. Yeah, maybe some people had some little computer glitches sure. because of the programs, but, I mean, that's it. But it just amazes me, I mean, you know, with people, the gullibility. It's like, you know, I try to be, I hold myself to a high standard, and I try to do what I can do to help you. If I can't help you, I won't sit with you.
0: As well, a person can only be helped if they, if they want to be helped. Without a doubt. Yeah. 1-800-610-7035, worldwide toll-free. Jeffrey Wands is our special guest. His website is www.jeffreywands.com. We're talking about Jeffrey's new book entitled, Knock and the Door Will Open, Six Keys to Mastering the Art of Living. All right, so we've got the six keys. How fast do people actually see a turnaround in their life? Does it depend on how hard they work, what what, uh, what they're going to I put in?
2: I think in my experience, it's anywhere from two to four months.
1: Hmm.
2: I mean, it's a process because you got to rework the way you think and the way you're doing things, and I think it's a whole mindset. But I think if you just take the time to appreciate the little things and you work with those things... I, I've seen people turn their lives around tremendously. I am I mean, I'm not like trying to be a Swingali by sure. any means. What I'm trying to do is just to offer some comfort in a difficult time to help people find their way and not be afraid of that.
0: Let me ask you this, Jeff. What is, in your opinion, the number one block that a person puts before themselves when trying to make or mastering a better life?
2: Um, The fear, which is I can't do it, I'm afraid to do it. Um, You know, it goes back to the self-worth. It goes back to the fact that, Mm -hmm. oh, my God, you know, I don't believe I'm ever going to get to that place. So we already, you know, it's like people will say, I can't. We're already put a negative out saying you can't do something instead of the fact that you're willing to try something. So that would be the biggest part of this.
0: What are some of the little ones that you find people are able to take care of in a very short period of time and well I'll and give you a example
2: road. I had a woman phenomenal, phenomenal cook,'s been coming to me for years. Wanted to caters, catered all the family functions, done mm-hmm. all the stuff and she was like petrified. Of doing a catering business and offering her food to the outside world, I said, "Don't you think already you've done your son's wedding, you've done your, um, you, you know, your grandchildren's baptisms, you've done your, your husband's birthdays, you've done all this stuff? Don't you think right now the world is ready for you because you had friends?" And family, and strangers, and everybody else at, at these parties, and not anyone had any complaints about how you know wonderful and fantastic your food is. Mm-hmm. So sure enough, she did that. She started a baking line. She's got a cupcake store, and the rest is history. So it's like wow. it's just so simple sometimes, but just that people don't want to see that.
0: Jeffrey, there's a lot of television shows uh, these days that incorporate psychics with ghost hunting. As a professional and very well respected psychic medium. How do you find those shows? And and
2: I'm not a fan of a lot of ghost hunters, and I don't want to make this sound cryptic by any means, but I find it to be that I've done enough Maury shows. I don't really work with any particular paranormal group. We've done stuff where they'll take me to a haunted house or they'll take me somewhere where somebody's having issues. I find it to be, and this is probably a generality, it's probably not fair to say this because I haven't worked with every... Ghost hunting group. I haven't worked with TAPS, so I can't say from that sample. But I find it to be a lot of times they try very hard to just basically get something that they want you to buy that's real. And I mean, to me, I've been to enough haunted places. I've been to enough things to know, you know, what's real and what's not.
0: What's been your scariest moment?
2: Um, uh, let me think. I Maury had sent me to a uh, house one time that had. A person that had killed themselves mm-hmm. in the house and I had something fly off, off the shelf and almost hit me in the head. So I would say so that was pretty scary.
0: So would you say that there definitely definitely is a demonic side of life, negative spirits?
2: I would have to say to you there has to be because there are negative people in the world. If mm-hmm. that was the case, we'd have no murders, we'd have no rapes, we'd have no killings, we'd have nothing. So there has to be a negative force that's in the world, just like there's a negative force in the spirit world.
0: Then we'd have to change it from the United States of America to utopia states of America.
2: Exactly, and it would make no sense. So, I laugh with people because I get people that sit in front of me and say, I don't want to hear anything negative, I want to hear anything positive. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, come on. Life is not all positive.
0: What was it like working with Maury?
2: Um, You know what? It was a lot. Maury's a great guy. Uh, Maury's a skeptic. I have to say, Maury's very respectable Mm -hmm. in the sense that he treats me in a a very good way. I mean, he has to come out with us. I'm working more with the producers. We've been all over the place. We went to the Eastern Penitentiary. That was an interesting experience. Um, You know, I've heard stuff. I've seen stuff. We actually even did an episode on the, the, their old studios. They moved their studios from the Pennsylvania Hotel, which is an old, old hotel in New York, to Stanford, which is the Stanford Theater now, which I have not really had time to really uh, spend the night there, which I would like to because it goes all the way back into the um, turn of the century and there's a lot of activity there. But the Pennsylvania Hotel, I was actually able to pick up on somebody who actually jumped off during the Depression you know, and during the stock market crash, and lost all his money, and he came up during a, a little bit of a séance thing that we had done for Maury. So it was kind of cool because he gave me his name, and we were able to—they were the producers were able to locate it online. And you know, when he died, and I'd given all the details.
0: How do you feel when you help bring closure to a family?
2: I think it's one of the most wonderful things in the world. Probably the hardest part of my job would be with kids. Yeah. I'm a dad; I have two boys. Um, my greatest fear is that that is losing my kids, just like I would be when I have people that sit mm-hmm. before me. I mean, yes, there is human error. Sometimes you get people that shouldn't die that do die, and you know you get into that element. But I would say, you know, when somebody comes back to you a year from now or two years from now and says, you know what, you really helped me get through a bad time. You brought closure. I'm able to function. I lost my son, and you know because of you. And I'm like, I always tell people, it's not so much me. It's the message. It's
0: who comes through. Jeff, you you're
2: unhappy and how they're able to help that person.
0: You're a very compassionate person. How do you distance yourself enough so that the work that you do doesn't take its toll on you personally?
2: Well, that was one of the things we talked about the chapter. I mean, it gets, my kids will tease me, I will come home, they can tell when I sit with somebody, and they're like, oh my God, who did you see? You no, know, you saw you must have seen somebody who just died in a car accident because you told me four times to be careful with my driving. So it's hard. I mean I've I've been blessed in the sense that I recoup my energy very, mm-hmm. very fast and very quick. Now you know, when usually it'll take me maybe a couple of hours to bounce
0: back. When you see someone let's say who died in a traffic accident, do you see them as they were before the accident or as they appeared after the accident?
2: Um, usually I will see them with what went on. We had a situation here in New York where a very prominent, um, doctor surgeon was killed crossing the street by some kid who was racing and proceeded to drag him down the street where Whoa. he lost limbs and the whole bit. And he actually came through with limbs missing. That? So I think it was more, I think it was more so that his family would understand because they needed to know it was really him.
3: Mm-hmm. And I
2: just wasn't saying that it was him. So he gave me details. In other words, you know, he was missing fingers. He was missing toes because he was dragged like three thousand feet.
0: What is the message that most spirits, or most of those who are on the other side, want to want to express to their loved ones when they come back for that glimmer in time?
2: Um, Most of the time, it's we're okay. We got across. Please don't worry about us. You know, thank you for letting me go. Um, it'll vary. I've had them come through and say, you know what, I don't want you to be happy. I mean, I had a woman I sat with, the husband it was that miserable. And he's like, I don't want you to ever be happy again because I want you to be miserable that you lost me. And, you know, not everything is goombayang. It doesn't work that way.
0: So so do you actually tell the woman that he I this mean, is- in a
2: nice way, I'll say that I've got to tell you, he's not willing to let go of you. He's still all pissy about dying. He's still mad. He doesn't want you to have anybody else. You know, you belong to him. Hmm. And that can get ugly.
0: I would imagine so. We have to take our final break, Jeffrey. Please stand by. Exonation. Nation, Jeffrey Wands is our special guest. He is a renowned psychic medium. He's been on MORI, he's been on A&E, and uh, he's got a new book, Knock and the Door Will Open, Six Keys to Mastering the Art of Living. His website is www.jeffreywands.com. And we'll be back on the other side of this commercial break. As the Exxon continues from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, 1-800-610-7035, worldwide toll-free, email exxon at exxonradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, exxonradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website, www.exxonradiotv.com. Jeffrey Wands and I will be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away.
3: Will the new insights be too good to be true? Well, that will depend on what you are prepared to believe. Please join us as we start on this journey together. For more information on Too Good To Be True, visit www.xzbn.net. Dreams are our personal gateways into infinite wisdom
0: Jeffrey wands is our special guest www.jeffreywands.com. Jeffrey as a psychic medium have there has there ever been the time when you you just had a hard time keeping it straight and serious with with someone that we're not talking about the 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 people who might get under your skin but the people who just are way out there how do you deal with it
2: I mean, I, I'm i not to pick on anybody, I had a woman one time that came and she was convinced that she was abducted, and I was just laughing, I'm like, saying to myself, you know what, you don't need to believe that, you need to go get some psychological help, because you're convinced that, you know, the little green men have picked you up and taken you to the promised land, and You know, you get things like that. I mean, I can't say I don't doubt the existence of UFOs. Mm -hmm. I don't, you know, doubt the existence of intelligent life out there. I haven't experienced it, so I'm not going to sit here and tell you I'm an expert. But, you know, you get stuff like that. I've had other people that have come that, unfortunately, have had mental illness, and they are so convinced that, you know, the government conspiracy, and the government is watching them, and it's just sad. I mean, it's kind of like you laugh and then it's sad. You know, it's two extremes.
0: There are a lot of want-to-be psychic mediums out there these days, Jeffrey, and of course you can find tons of them on the largest septic receptacle ever created by mankind, the Internet these days. This is true. What advice do you have for people when and if they're unable to get a reading from you for one reason or another? Uh, and, and they decide to go somewhere else. What, what are some of the w- red flags they should watch out for?
2: I mean, first of all, the person starts asking you questions, that's the first one. I've had people say to me, well, I went to this person, he asked me who died and who you want to reach. I mean, when I do my groups, I mm-hmm. go directly to the individual. I don't say, hey, I'm over in this area. I go and say, I have this gentleman standing here, he's your dad, blah, 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 and I go directly in that way. But, I mean, everybody works differently. I think the more important thing is I would be cautious of anyone who advertises. That would be. You know, the key. I think I, 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 advertising meaning like you know you see these Google ads yeah. or things like that where you know it's the psychic hotlines you know a Minute Ninety Nine and you know uh, you know Madame Zola or whatever it is will answer your questions. I think you got to be careful with that
0: stuff. Yeah, I, I forget which uh, news network did a did an expose on the psychic hotlines, and uh, the vast majority of these people who are who are manning the lines. Never had a psychic experience, and uh, they, they weren't psychics. They were just people who needed a job.
2: Agreed, and that doesn't surprise yeah. me. And Unfortunately, in the times right now, I find it, especially up in the New York area, there are a lot of people that are putting their shingles out but really shouldn't be doing this.
0: Well, Jeffrey, I'm glad you're there doing what you do, and uh, you're one of the guys that I go to for a psychic reading. Uh, we've had a lot on the show that I'd never have back, but you, my friend, are always more than welcomed here.
2: Well, thank you, Rob. I appreciate
0: that. Jeffrey, let our listeners know where they can get a copy of your book and how they can contact you for a reading.
2: Sure. If you go up to my website, it's Jeffrey Wands, and it's W A N D S dot com. Um, The book is available on Amazon or Barnes & Noble, and I'm actually looking into maybe doing a little tour up in Canada, considering that I have some Canadian blood in me, so I think it's about time.
0: <laughs> yeah, you'll have to come up here, and uh, we'll go down to the Stony Creek ice cream store together. I would love. I'll buy, too, because oh, I... you, you made me think about it. <laughs> Jeffrey Wands, thanks very much for joining us. Always a great pleasure talking to you. Continued success. You
2: too, Rob. Thank you so much.
0: Bye-bye, Jeffrey. Jeffrey Wands has been my guest this hour at Exxon. And once again, his website is www.jeffreywands.com. His book is entitled, uh, let me see, Knock and the Door Will Open Six Keys to Mastering the Art of Living. It's available on his website or Amazon.com. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as the exome continues from our studios in beautiful Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away.